daring adventurers, dastardly villains, and dangerous climbs. This is Brutal Critical. Welcome back to Brutal Critical, everybody. I am your illustrious DM, Michael Merritt, and with me are my stalwart adventurers. Playing Fwester Delir, we have Sam Capic. Fwester the Flustered. Oh. Playing Stigander Erlingson, we have Gordon Proctor. I forgot to come up with something witty. <laughs> Just laugh and pretend like I said something funny. I play Yorana Rabern. We have Savannah Barrett. Yora the Yummy. Or she will be once she's taken a bath in Brian Shander. I mean, you took a a bath in the lake. Almost died at the lake. Also almost Uh, died at the lake. I don't know when the last time you where in a lake was, Sam, but usually lakes don't smell very good when you've been in them. <laughs> At least lakes around here. Yeah. I usually <laughs> well, go in the rivers lakes around here. Probably okay. Yeah, they're Less cold. detritus. Oh. I like that. Detritus. Detritus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> detritus. Drag queen. <laughs> Ridiculous. How we doing, folks? I'm doing all right. Ridiculous happy enough to, to no good. Always, but happy to do it in town instead of in the middle of a lake or in the middle of a town getting attacked. My old ladies. I don't know if I prefer the old ladies or the ghouls. At least the ghouls mm. are straightforward about their intentions. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what critters can kill us in Brian Shander. Because I don't think that we're we're going to get out that easy. Yeah. I mean, I had a tough time differ- differentiating between the ghouls and the grannies. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, that's a difficult uh, distinction to make. One is, is graspy with claws extended, growling and moaning and in need of in need of flesh and the other is an undead monstrosity (laughs) (laughs) oh I hate it here (laughs) that's that's what we bring you here at Brutal Critical horrifying this this is an 18 plus podcast I put explicit next to every single one of these episodes. It's not my fault if no one listens. <laughs> I don't think we have any children listening to the podcast. If Yours. you're a child, yeah. don't. Stop no. it. Just I mean, wait a little bit. I mean, congrats on getting it to, like, episode 43 before we told you, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the first indicator was episode two when Yora yells fuck really loud. 
<laughs> gets attacked by a crag cat. <laughs> That's a pretty good tell. Mm -hmm. And she never, and she hasn't stopped since. No, she has used fuck more times than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it's, true. It's truly impressive how uh, profane our cleric is. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's a moon cleric. She doesn't, she's not. This she's is like night shift cleric. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't belong. You don't give a fuck on night shift. She doesn't belong. Say Loon walks board. with me through all phases, including my profane and dirty phase. <laughs> including the talking like a sailor phase. She's yeah. just, listen, if she's gonna be considered a witch for her beliefs, then she's gonna be considered a witch yeah. in everything that she does. That includes yelling fuck at large kitty cats. No. <laughs> That's a mischaracterization, <laughs> and you know it. All I'm saying is that all I, is that a a barbarian is more appropriate around children. Yeah, all it was was yeah. a giant fluffy click clack. Like, mm. well, mm. click clack is a is a biter. Are you a biter? That's true. Oh, she bit me one time, and then we made vicious eye contact for like five <laughs> minutes. You just hung on to her, like, hey, hey. And then hey. she never bit me again. <laughs> it's like, hmm, I'll fight you. This click clack, uh, in case any of the viewers don't know, is Savannah's little tiny gray cat. And I, I have cat sat her a, a couple of times. And um, she doesn't talk too much, but she makes vicious eye contact with you throughout the day. She just, she approaches you with direct eye contact and it is disconcerting. <laughs> she's very cute. <laughs> she's lucky she's very cute. If it was like my my cat, Taz, who's like, has 20 pounds on her, it would be a different story. It would, I would see him as very aggressive. <laughs> He's so, also cross-eyed, so he can't. <laughs> he can't give you. He can't give you direct eye contact. He has to choose. He has to choose an eye. <laughs> <laughs> choose an eye, babe. Choose an eye. I just can't. It's so distracting. <laughs> so, last time on Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, we had quite a. A showdown in Kerr Koenig against a very upset brother of a certain somebody. And then... Somebody can't uh, keep their siblings in line. Mm -hmm. That's both true in real life and in the game. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't keep... Sav, get your siblings under control. <laughs> Buy him a, a leash. Baby. Buy them leashes. <laughs> I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then spend some uh, quality time on the flotilla. Getting sexually harassed and getting medically assisted. Saved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And coming up with a plan. 
and the pl the plan is to go to Brian Shander and tell them what's going on, what you've seen. Specifically to speak to uh, Speaker Devessa Shane about the goings-on in Ten Towns and the fact that two cities now have been sacked. Two towns. Um, yeah. yeah, two towns have been... Well... One town and one encampment of giants. Oh, no. Care Denaval. Oh, yeah, they're probably going to move through Care Denaval, aren't they? Well, Care Denaval, remember, was attacked, and it was it was a failed attack. Everyone survived. Well, for the most part. Like, it, something happened, but it wasn't... That was the castle of the uh, occult, and Care Koenig is completely sacked. It's done. They lost. <laughs> yeah, they lost hard. They lose it. When you get backed into a flotilla in the middle of a lake, yeah, you, you lost that battle. Uh, it's called Eight Towns now, right? Eight Towns in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Eight Towns in the Dale. Eight-ish towns. Yeah. <laughs> Almost ten. <laughs> Almost ten towns. Eight and some change. Ten nearly towns. Yeah. We're just delaying the inevitable awkward conversation of us to the speaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see that happening right now. We're going to pick you, pick up with you guys arriving at the gates of Brian Chander. You were literally traveling the most traveled route in the entirety of Ten Towns, which was that crossroads that leads to Brian Shander. Right. Between East Haven and and all the cares and all that, they it's that's all very well traveled. So not much is gonna happen on that road. Okay. Uh you do notice that there is no you ha you see no one on the road. In the hours that you travel, you see no one on the road. That's a little ominous. Man, a, For the a, most traveled city, road. A town did just get, like, blowed up. That well, is true. Maybe it's a bank holiday. Maybe. <laughs> it's also well, the brightest day. Then they traveling more. It's also, oh, fair enough. Yeah, it's also the brightest day that Ten Towns has seen in two and a half years. And that's because one of them burned down. <laughs> That's the, dirty. Uh, the horizon does have an orange glow to it from the burning of Kirkotic. So obviously most of the ten towns know something's up. Maybe we should probably try and get the word to the speaker as soon as possible. Hmm. I don't see what delaying this message would do other than hurt us. Nothing. That's right. <laughs> I assume that Stag is in bear form and we're... I, I was I'm... assuming you were riding him. Yeah. The sooner we can get an audience, the better. I don't know how that, how that process works overall. Well... If I'm being honest. We are going to 
figure out where she is. We're going to walk up to the door. We're going to go through the door and tell her what happened. Because this is important information, I guarantee more important than whoever was talking previously. I will gladly yep. yell over someone. <laughs> I can't wait to see you you burst into a room and take over take over the space. I'll let Stag- while being this small. <laughs> I'll let Stego handle the opening of the door. Most of them in Brian Shander are a little too heavy for me to open that quickly. <laughs> All right. So you guys arrive at the gate of Brian Shander. Still pretty tired. Uh, all you have is a short rest, so you're you're pretty pretty tired from your from the stresses of the day. And you, bear, you arrive at Ten Towns' largest city, a city you haven't been in quite a while. Yeah, we kind of got kicked out. Yeah, yeah, that was for a certain barbarian of ours beating the absolute shit out of someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if the, you could still find a puddle of where he used to be. The puddle of what was once a man. <laughs> the puddle that once was a man. <laughs> there once was a man who put to sea. <laughs> I believe you're coming from the... Oh, we'd be coming from the north-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The north-ish? Figured the north-east-ish. North-east-ish. Yeah, so right. you're coming in. You're coming in on the east way. Okay, is what you're doing. The road you're taking is the east way. That's pretty much north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, technically, everywhere is north. Yeah. Yeah. Up here. If you. If you yeah. <laughs> I'm going north-south. <laughs> I'm going well, north-south at the day-night. <laughs> <laughs> the day night. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so you guys enter through the east gate. You can see there is a vast difference between the last time you were here and now. You can see a steady stream of guards patrolling the walled the the parapets on top of the wall. Okay. The battlements seem to be well manned. Uh, the towers on either side of the gate are chock full of archers, and there are small stones outside of the gate that are uh, enchanted with light, casting a bright white light across a, a swath of area about a hundred feet from the entrance. And the gates are firmly closed. Okay. And there are no guards on the bottom. Hmm. I was about to ask. Oh. Yeah, they, they shelled up for a siege. That makes sense. Well, Stag, I suppose we should approach the gates. See if we can get ourselves in. <laughs> Scratch, uh, man. Oh, man. 
<laughs> Snake's gonna go up and scratch the door like he wants to go in. <laughs> like, like a, cat like a dog trying to get in. Yep. <laughs> wiggle your paw under and start like scratching the other side. <laughs> You hear the sounds of the creaking of bowstrings as as about ten archers draw a bead, and you hear a voice echo out, "Who's come to Brian Shanda? We come with news from a uh, Kakonig. Hmm. You don't outcasts. look like messengers. Well." More so survivors, adventurers, that sort. Do you come alone? We do indeed. Just the three of us, I guess. Just the three of us. Very well. There is silence for a minute, and then you hear the sounds of chains and the large uh, reinforced oak doors. Uh, begin to creak open. Standing there to greet you on the other side is a uh, dark-skinned man, uh, bald, wearing pretty fine leather garments, looking fairly worn, warm. He's also wearing an insignia on his on his chest that is a white shield emblazoned with a golden stalk of wheat with antlers black antlers and then uh, on a field of white uh, this you would have known this because you almost had to get arrested by him. Uh, this is uh, Sheriff Markham Southwell. Okay. Ooh, a welcoming party. Uh, behind him are ten militiamen. Hello, Sheriff. Now, if I recall, you lot are the folks that dealt with Bremen's monster problem and uh, a certain murdering cultist, am I right? Sounds correct so far. Well, seems like everywhere you go, there's trouble, including the last time you were here, if I remember correctly. Or everywhere we go, there's problems that get solved. Thank you, Bam. Mm. Very fair. Uh, no, he's he's taken on a human form. Oh, all right. Just turned into a human and dropped us off his back. I'm just. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> we do tend to um, follow the problems rather than cause them. Well. Last couple of towns you visited haven't fared well, have they? The problems have only gotten worse, and it seems as though 
we're the only ones who are taking action. I haven't seen anyone else try to curb this undead incursion. Despite well, it being well known for almost a week that there were ghouls in the north. Well, we're still getting a handle on the situation. And until then, we're doing what we do best, accepting refugees and arming ourselves. It's the way. You have first-hand experience, I understand. That's correct. We got into the city of Kerkonig and saw what they were up to and what they are capable of. And with all due respect, Sheriff, while I appreciate your company, I believe that we need to get to the speaker immediately and brief them on what exactly the situation is. Very well. We've been expecting someone to show up uh, at some point. I wasn't expecting it to be you. And he gives uh, Stag a long, hard stare. And says, under the circumstances, you know, we can probably lift the uh, intermediate exile for now due to the need to understand what's happening. Indeed. And expect more refugees in the near future. There is a flotilla of refugees from Kerr Koenig out on Loch Denishir. I believe their speaker himself is over near Kerr Denival. But very well. they may very well come down here towards Brantshander. What the caves are for. Come on. The speaker is expecting you. Somewhat. <laughs> I'm sure they're expecting someone at least. Yes. So you guys travel into the city. Now, if you guys remember, uh, Brian Shander is probably uh, the closest you're going to get to like a proper city. It's it's very large. It's uh, completely walled in, uh, sits on top of a hill for defensive purposes, and is the only city not connected to, or the only town of the Ten Towns that's not connected to a lake at all. Uh, so it serves as the capital for the Ten Towns, uh, the center for all economic and, and legislative goings-on. That being said... Take note that, once again, the this is the best equipped town. This has the most inns and taverns and an array of stores. And if you were trying to find magical healing or anything like that, they definitely have it here. It's one of the only places that they have it. Officially. Also, uh, churches and things like that. The House of the Morning Lord is here. Uh, which is a big cathedral to uh, a monitor, a.k.a. Lathander. 
uh, the Morning Lord, the the god of the the god of the rising sun. God of day shift. Got it. Yes. <laughs> we got we got night shift cleric, and you're advertising day shift god. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I feel very, I feel very attacked currently. I, d- I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, just to brief everybody, it's it's well known that the uh, that they make sacrifices to Oral like every other town, and their sacrifice is a humanoid. I imagine we've probably come to accept this over our years in the Dale. They have a standing population of 1,200 uh, with a growing population of refugees that sits them more at 1,600 now. Wow. I thought you were going to say something along the lines of they have 1,200 and only 1,200. <laughs> Start Ooh. killing all the Well, unfortunately, you're 1,201, baby boy. They have been... They, ha- they do tend to sacrifice older people. Yeah, that tracks. Well, they've lived their life. They've contributed for a long time, and now they can contribute one more time in in their own sight. So, places that you would know. Uh, There's Black Iron Blades. Uh, It's a smithy and outfitter. The House of the Morning Lord, the large cathedral. Uh, someplace you're intimately knowledgeable of is the North Look, the Inn and Tavern, where you got your first mission together and also Stag beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> I was attacked. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to myself. rewrite the narrative, Mike. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Guy didn't even get a punch in. <laughs> Stag just beat him senseless. No, he got one in. He just mixed. That means he didn't get one in, Stag. <laughs> yeah. He, tr- he he attempted violence upon me, so actions were taken. So, you are being action. escorted through the city, and it definitely seems more crowded than the last time you were here. Um, There are there are light spells that have been cast all over the place. Uh, torches as well have been lit. The streets are well plowed. It's the first time you've felt cobblestone beneath your feet in a long time. I feel at and, home. And yes, it is incredibly cold still. Like, obviously, it's twilight in in the realm of the frost maiden but they have done quite a bit to with their money and influence to assuage all of that and to push it all to the side and and do their best to create a comfortable atmosphere due to the fact that they they're pretty sure they're going to have to deal with a siege so they pulled out all the stops the last time you were here, there was definitely a layer of snow and ice on everything, and most of that is gone, and it feels a lot warmer. It stands at around uh, 30 degrees Fahrenheit. What? 
which is about 50 degrees warmer than the rest of the Dale. <laughs> oh, I almost feel like I don't need a jacket in this. So there's still snow and ice, but it's barely frozen. Oh, there's some slush, uh, and you are walking on wet cobblestone. That probably hasn't seen the surface <laughs> in years. They are preparing for war. Everywhere you go, you can see the hustle and bustle of the citizens back and forth. Regular people carrying pallets of wood and, and stacks of stacks of like arrows and things. And there's people with carts that are uh, with leather armor stacked high. They've got the militia, like the trained soldiers, but they're also basically conscripting everyone else. To give the town a fighting chance against the horde of the undead. And as you guys make uh, make for the center of town, you do pass by the latest sacrifice to Oral the Frostmaiden. It's basically like a witch's burning post but instead of a fire the person is covered in a cascade of ice I feel like that defeats purpose that's why that's that's why it's still cold here it's because they're not using fire should be using fire you really think or maybe they're trying to appease the Frost Maiden. Be like, hey, look what your cold does. Stop it. <laughs> can can Yora do a religion check to see how ice sac- sacrifices fit in with her overall understanding of religions? Sure. Ooh, first roll of the session. Oh, that's a 22. Nice. Um, So you know that based on how long this has been going on and the difficulties that everybody has been dealing with overall, they, when they sacrifice someone to Oral the Frostmaiden, normally it's left out of like a person is left out overnight. And then they freeze to death. And in the morning, no one pays attention to them. And then in the morning, the person is covered in like super duper extra ice, which means that Oral the Frostmaiden has accepted their their sacrifices. And so somebody actively covers the body with ice. I mean, Oral does. Oral Maybe. does. With oh, magic, okay. <laughs> this is a okay, world thought, of magic. I thought that was, I thought that was like some random spellcaster is just like, I'm gonna cover this body with ice. Well, you could you can assume that it's probably it's it's a godly power that they're accepting the sacrifice. They kill the oil the frost maiden kills the person, and off they go. So as you pass by. By the way, for your religion check, 
you also would understand that like Oral is not a god that is regularly worshipped. Uh, she's a minor god. So like she's not really she doesn't really have followers. She's an elemental god, so she's not like a huge a huge big deal to people. Which probably explains what's going on here. So people don't really know what to do when they're worshiping a god or what they're they're making sacrifices or whatever. Which is why everybody's got this like shotgun approach to like sacrificing. You know, some people sacrifice warmth, some people sacrifice you know light food and in Brian Chander people. They don't, they don't know. <laughs> That's how they keep their population at 1,200. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you make it into the town square where this sacrifice is. The town square, unlike the rest of the town that's bustling, is deserted. And you see that around... Uh, along the freshly melting snow and running through the streets with the the fresh runoff of, from the frost, there is blood upon the snow and, and in the water. A larger quantity than you're probably comfortable with just letting slide. That, uh, that looks like who's who's doing the sliding and <laughs> are we willing to let it slide considering that we have only recently been unexiled from the city well you don't know what happened you just know that it, there's an amount of blood there that looks like a battle happened in the in the square itself yes okay suppose Fuster will turn to the sheriff and say what happened here no. Much has changed since you left in towns. Uh, I can only confirm that. We had a run-in with some strange cultists. They've come here too. Yes. They demanded that the sacrifices to Oral stop and that the sacrifices be given to some devil lord instead. Lavistus ring a bell? Yes. That's what they said. Same uh, then. Couple of tieflings, some humans. They they have all they were wearing robes and carrying these strange weapons and had swords around uh, sword pendants around their necks. Hmm. What can you and tell me started... about these tieflings? Sorry to interrupt, but... No, no, it's fine. Uh, they were led by... They were led by a strange tiefling. A, a white-skinned one. With darker horns. She was very well-spoken seem to be their leader or their the voice of reason among them uh, she tried to 
took the group down as they were in a ravenous state trying to incite violence among a mob and she tried to be reasonable and talk to the leadership here and it inevitably fell apart I'm glad to see that the town still stands and hopefully resisted their attempts though given that you're not Wearing any strange masks, I'd hazard a guess to say that you did so successfully. Well, there was a bloodbath, for sure. Uh, Most of the lesser cultists were killed. Lost a few of my men. And the rest of them captured. Did you capture either of the uh, tieflings? Yes, both of them. Both of them? They're in the prison. With your permission, I'd like to possibly speak with them after we've briefed the speaker on the situation. Uh, yeah, if you can get more information out of them, I would be okay with that. I feel as though we might just be able to. All right. We'll see how it goes with the speaker, and then... If you'll give it a little bit of leeway, we'll let you go about your business. If I can give you a promise of some sort, Sheriff, we do stand with Brian Shander, despite our previous infraction. Is that... Infraction. Is that so? Well, it was a personal grudge that unfortunately got resolved in the streets of this city. We hold no ill will towards the people here, certainly not towards you or the law here. So you can count on us. We came back. We did come back. Well, there's no one left to accuse your law friend anyway. Very shortly after you left, uh, the victim, as I would say, also disappeared victim well he may have accosted you but he he certainly came out of it the the aggressor uh, you mean (laughs) he may have accosted you but he definitely came out of it the worst for wear (laughs) I would call him the victim I would call him the jackass personally yeah well fortunately for all of us it doesn't matter what you would call him I'm the one who's the sheriff. Says so on my badge. <laughs> so I get to decide who's guilty. Don't try my patience. Now, as you approach a large building at the center of town with the banners of Brian Shander flying outside it and fairly heavily guarded probably the first people you've seen in a while wearing plate armor and bearing the crest of the rising sun these are paladins of a monitor both of them are standing there Uh, they have large 
bastard swords strapped to their backs with shields that carry the same crest. Most notably, their eyes glow completely. They don't they don't have irises or pupils or anything. They have that that they glow with like a a, a warm yellow light. And uh, their skin even seems to kind of sparkle a little bit. It's just side effects of being paladins of the Monitor. It doesn't denote power or anything like that. It's just that's yeah. look at me. <laughs> that's I'm part cool. of it. Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> I didn't just, get just any cool initiation boys. transformations. I mean, you have an owl. Oh, that's bad an owl. <laughs> You really want to be sparkly. Mm. Ooh, no. But imagine if I was like, you know, darkly mysterious. You know, and Yora uh, will change her eyes using thaumaturgy to be like endless black voids. Oh my. Like, what if I was like this at all the time? Yeah, you, slightly less personable. You could be if you wanted to. I could. I could. I need to. I'm gonna keep this in in the back of my pocket. But they don't have to put any effort into it. Yeah, they just they just live that way. Yeah, but that they can't choose to be they a don't appreciate it as much. Ah, there you go. Ooh, good uh, point. Sheriff Southwell uh, says, kind of under his breath, to the group. And of course, the House of the Morning Lord has volunteered to take up the illustrious position of military command. But of course... It seems kind of bizarre that a temple would start running the city's military. Only the most holy can stay safe in the center of town. This thing's gonna turn like a really kind of a eat shit look at, at the sheriff. Like, I thought you were in charge. Well... I am in charge of the law. And they are in charge of enforcement. Apparently. Not that I have any say in this whatsoever. Uh, So you guys head up the steps past these these glow boys. Glow sticks. Twilight knockoffs. Yes. (laughs) Twilight knockoffs. (laughs) and into the town hall Uh, the town hall is a is a long house built from the the roof built from the bottom of a large ship the hall I should say of a large ship it's a big open area with a long table down the center uh, off shooting rooms with like kitchens and other things going on uh, but this is the meeting room, uh, and up top, uh, on a raised platform, are several seats representing the power in the Ten Towns. Uh, off to the side, definitely not sitting in any of those thrones, basically, is a human woman of of diminutive stature. She's about 
5455 wearing furs and uh and blue linens and the diminutive stature is definitely is definitely superseded by the air of confidence and power that she lets out and as she turns to look at you and to address you you can you know that this is definitely Devessa Shane. This is this is the most powerful person in Ten Towns. And she definitely exudes that air of like confident leadership. She kind of takes you guys in, looks you up and down, and says Well, what news? We come from Kaer Koenig. Mm. Uh, the city has fallen. That would be the orange glow on the horizon, then. That'd be correct. It has fallen to an... It's fallen to an undead horde. How... What was the makeup of this horde? Predominantly ghouls. The ghasts were commanding and raising new ghouls and zombies to aid in the fight. There were at least three undead giants, and it seems in command was a mighty undead warrior on top of a boar of some sorts. I see. It's so it wasn't the other one then. The screamers. I guess there were also whalers, ones that would alert the army to any presence. Mm. But what other horde are you referring to? There's a horde led by a undead dragonborn by rumor that seems to be tearing up the western coastline. It is not they that one. They are looking for something. Ah. We're not sure what. But they have consistent, uh, consistently taken prisoners, tortured them, and then killed them in horrifying ways. Or raised them as undead. It depends. A lot of times we believe that they're using these torture methods as a message to us, I'm assuming. Give us what we're looking for and we won't or else we'll do this to you. These hordes certainly seem obsessed with sending a message of some sort, but this one was led by it appeared to be some sort of Part giant individual with a large maul. Mm. No dragonborn. Ikerduvesa, you yes. said that they were tearing up the western coast? Yes. Uh, several of the outposts and uh, the dwarven uh, forts have been, have succumbed to the horde. While it sounds like the the horde that you're describing is 
fairly considerable and and has kind of a, a gradient of undead. The one of the dragonborn is massive in scope and contains some very, very complex undead. Things that I've never seen before. And it leads me to believe that there is a necromancer or lich behind this. Some kind of death sculptor. If I may interrupt, speaker. Seems as though the one that is headed this way is also capable of building siege weaponry. Oh, good. They had built a trebuchet or some other sort of weaponry to assault a flotilla out on Loch Denishir. Uh She runs her hand through her hair and squeezes her eyes shut and says, Well, I was hoping that our walls would be quite the... Quite the deterrent. Unless your walls are taller than your tallest building, unfortunately those giants may very well step right over them. Well, our walls are 30 feet tall, but... Ah, almost equal height then. Great. Well, what to do, what to do. We may have to reach out to the dwarves within Kelvin's Cairn and the dwarven reaches for help. If you need messengers, let us know and we can head out post-haste. I would appreciate that. If you could get into contact with the dwarves of the dwarven valley, it's not too far. I would send someone out, but... In times like these, it would seem that you are far more capable than any messenger that I can send. The path will be most likely dangerous, unfortunately. But the message will be sent, and we will return with as many forces as we can muster from them. And so make sure to defend your people, and if push comes to shove, this force is stronger than most armies that I've seen given I haven't mm. seen many well unfortunately I don't know where you're from sir Waterdeep ah so you being an elf might remember when the spell plague came about that I... was Right about when I was young. I too am of Waterdeep. Yes, I know, an outsider being the speaker of Brian Gender. Strange. But my outside knowledge has brought this city great riches in trade. My connections in Waterdeep have brought us quite the flow of silver and gold before the Frostmaiden came into the picture. And I have seen great armies marching across the plains. But 
an army of the undead this far north. Not to mention two armies of the undead. And enemies flitting through shadows and spies within our cities. Kerr Koenig did not fall for no reason. We have long suspected that these creatures have spies within our within our cities. We're not sure what these spies look like, where they come from, who they are, but strange footprints have been found throughout the cities. Our spies tell us that we are being watched. By whom? We cannot say. If I can tell you but some in- alarming news, then, concerning Kerr Koenig, mm. sure. on the topic of spies, in the house of the Port Authority, uh, we did find telltale markings of the Black Zentarum. And so I fear that they may have uh, wiggled their hands into the situation. Oh, yes. The Zentarum have been present in ten towns for some time. Well, that is unfortunately not unusual to hear. No, no. You're from Waterdeep. (laughs) You... I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... The... We all know that the Black Staff of Waterdeep got his position from being a member of the Zentarum. Exactly. So, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they have their agents up in the north. Oh, I'm fairly positive. I don't know what they're looking for or if they just want to be part of everything. You can never tell with the Zentarum. No, I would... Be careful of any individual who introduces himself as Tom Thumb. Hmm. I know it's a fairly common moniker, but it seems Tom as though Thumb. noted. It seems as though someone using that name may well be deep in the thick of this. Very well. So you are welcome to stay and re-kit in the city. Take a couple of days if you need it. It seems as though the March of the Undead has, at least to the east of us, is halted while they scour over Kerr Koenig and possibly Kerr Denival. We have time. And while we do have time, we have note of... We have heard of your trouble with the cult up in the north, mm. the cult of Levistus. Yes. Uh, and does she have a map kind of laid out? There is a map of the ten towns on the on the council table. Alright. A pretty heavily detailed one. We have run across this uh, cult before in our travels mm. and are familiar with their weaponry. And we have come across a set of icy stony spires that appears to be where they are getting the materials for this weaponry 
Oh, good. <laughs> and so, and he'll point it out on the map. It doesn't seem as though they have secured this one yet. Which means there's more. There's more, but it also means that we can keep them from getting even more. Mm. Well, interesting enough. I am... Hmm. I'm reticent to ask you of more, but you have some renown in this area of the world now. And you seem to be able to get things done. Is it possible that you could look into the idea of spies as well? I was just about to ask you about the the footprints. Is there someone around who's seen them? Could draw them? I cannot give up our spies, uh, our sources, but if you go and stay at the North Look and you wait until the night is over, you will find that there are strange footprints throughout town, I believe. If you stay at the North Look, I will pay for a night and you can investigate yourself. That sounds... Early early into the morning, then. Mm. That sounds fair to me. And this is a rather strange question, Speaker, I know, but is there perhaps a stonemason in town who would feel comfortable making a weapon out of stone? Well, uh, Black Iron Blades can probably do something for you. All right, because before we head out, if we do have the time to spare, Mm. unfortunately, this has seemed to have devolved into an arms race of sort, and one that the Ten Towns is sorely losing, and also we are losing. Indeed. We will do our best. I'm going to be forced to ask the House of the Morning Lord to provide us with uh, blessings for our blades and other weapons so that we may fight the the undead with some sort of advantage. Any port in the storm? At least we could do... Uh, Yes. I'm not a religious type, but... And paladins make me uneasy at best. Fervent ones, but... Oh, these are more fervent than most, that's for sure. Have you seen their eyes? I didn't want to say anything about it. I thought that was normal for them. Oh, it's normal for them. That's the thing, is that it's almost disconcerting that it's normal for them. They just live their lives with glowing eyes. Praise be to a monitor, I guess. Uh, One way of putting it. But, Staganda, Yora, do you have anything you'd like to ask or say? Will you kindly 
address the sheriff and tell him we are not guilty of anything. He seems to have a chip on his shoulder against us, and particularly me. Unfortunately, I cannot do anything about Maxwell's uh, predilections. But you are uh, more than welcome to try to patch things up yourself. Got this big man. I'm sure that you have more common ground than one would believe at first glance. You're both men of honor. I was worried you'd say that. Thank you, anyway. <laughs> Yora is kind of like is pale. Way paler than she normally is throughout this whole competition. She's going like to say... It's like a pastel green. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's going to go... Do... Um, Speaker, do we have free rain to enter and exit the city, if need be? You do so at your own risk, but yes. Okay. Thank you. Other than that, I'm leaving so soon. (laughs) No, not not in particular. Well, we do want to try and at least make some haste. I think that getting aid from the dwarves is going to be. Crucial. And so I should say so. We do need to upgrade our equipment, but unfortunately, I don't think that dilly dallying is on our uh, itinerary. Very well. I have other business, so if that is all, I appreciate you uh, doing your best to get here. Absolutely. And if you need more assistance, please do feel free to reach out to the outcasts. I will. Overall, your reputation is one of capability and fairness, if not foolhardy risk takers. <laughs> we like to but see results quickly. It's true. Uh, you don't have very good standing in a couple of towns, but. The ones that you don't have good standing in don't really matter that right now, do they? No, hopefully it's more so out of (laughs) jealousy than malice. Well, Dugan's hole is gone. Mm. So, yes. Unfortunately. I fear that... Well, I would normally fear that... Goodmead would be next... But it seems their new speaker is uh, quite the military man. He has built palisades around Goodmead and set up a defense. He is not a man to be underestimated in any sense. <sighs> I and thought he was a fur trapper, but the man seems to be quite capable. He'll He'll kind of give her... A look of like there's more to this that I'm not that He's I'm not saying and I can't somebody. say but she just yes. kind of nods quite capable indeed if that's all speaker I believe we should take our leave and try and 
handle business in the city post-haste. Please, make, uh, make your way to the Dwarven Valley and try to find me information on those spies while you're in town. Absolutely. I appreciate you, outcasts. I do. If all pays off, we uh, may be able to work out something to reward you with. Very much appreciated. And uh, Foster will give a, a small bow and start making his way back out. She she nods her head in uh, in ascension. Uh, and then goes will, back uh, to work. Quickly hurry out as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. And then she goes back to work. Uh, the sheriff is standing outside. He goes, "Well, how'd it go?" Uh, about as well as one can expect. Seems as though most likely in the morning we're going to be headed to the Dwarven Valley to at least attempt to get some reinforcements. But in the meantime, Sheriff. That's a good that's a good idea. Prepare for undead giants and siege weapons as best as capable. Fire, got it. Very much fire. <laughs> as much fire as you can muster. I'm no stranger to war. Get ready for an uncomfortable amount of mouths. More mouths than there are people. Steg shivers a little bit. I don't like the way that you just said that. I don't like the way that I know what I'm talking about. But regardless, we are most likely going to stay until the morning, and we do need to upgrade our equipment before we depart. So she mentioned a, a smith of some sorts who may be able to help get us sorted. Yeah, black iron blades. The only ones that aren't uh, pumping out cheap swords and spears right now. Uh, specialty blacksmith. As long as swords and spears can kill, that's all you need right now. True. Uh, right across the way over there. Thank you very much. If you need a hand with anything short order, please let us know, though, of course. We are going to probably most likely prioritize missive. Very well. And uh, you know where the North Look Tavern is? That we do. Good luck, outcasts. Good luck, Don't Sheriff. rip apart my town while you're here. <laughs> uh, well, you don't need to tell us twice. You got enough problems as it is. <sighs> <laughs> and then once they get a little further away, Fuster is going to kind of lean over to you and it's like, are you all right? You're not quite looking as well as usual. Yora's going to run over to the nearest building and throw up on it. Oh, Whoa. <sighs> put his hand on her back um, and kind of rub. It's like, there, there. So let's get it out. I. About? We just stood in front of that speaker and pretended like we didn't know exactly what they're looking for, exactly why the whores are here. And she thanked us. I forgot that you both are not liars by trade. I mean,. I'm a I I've lied to get my way in good need for a couple of years, but people are dying now. Fuester will look at the result of what of your sickness 
as she says that she's lied before. It's like, I can tell. But <laughs> ultimately, we're able to help the people here. And if getting the opportunity to help them means withholding some information that they don't even need to know. They don't need to know what the Horde is after. They need to know what the Horde is and how to defend themselves against it. What do you think would happen if we told them what they were looking for? Well, they might very You'd well be chained to a post just like the man in the square over there. I know, I know, but what do we... It just, it feels... It feels like we're being propped up as heroes when really it's 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 my fault. It's, it's not our, your fault. It's, this it's is your father's fault. That is true. And also, we're here to help prevent the worst from happening. Yora, if you fell to those hordes and they got what they were after, what would happen to Ten Towns? What would happen to the world? You're right, you're right, you're right. Ultimately, between you and your siblings and your father, that's not Ten Towns' fight, that's ours. We can help Ten Towns in their battles. And so, we can tell them what they need to know to make sure that they don't get embroiled in even more. Then, if... I came to Ten Towns a long time ago to take care of this situation, and I've honestly just been sitting on it, hoping it would go away. But it's grown. If y'all will come with me, I would like to suggest that we can visit with Saloon while we're here. I don't see a reason why not, though I think that our first order of business is making sure that we're all in good fighting order to help Brian Shander out. Mm -hmm. And Jorah uh, will kind of spit out, and maybe some mead? Definitely some mead. There's some <laughs> water, though. And Fuster will hand her a water skin. Mead. Mm, this isn't honey alcohol flavored. <laughs> this tastes like the lake. This tastes like oh. water. Ew. <laughs> okay. This tastes like pond. <laughs> Go roast. Okay, y'all, you've convinced me. I'm sorry. That's all right. We'll 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 figure this out. This is a difficult situation, but I know that you can handle it. Now let's go get some some cool swords and shit. Let's go get you some armor first and foremost. <laughs> yes, yeah, I need I need something that makes me not so squishy. Absolutely, you came out of that lake looking like a pincushion. I was scared to death, and then I'd become alive again, and then get scared to death a second time. Mm, I seen it happen. <laughs> he actually got color in his skin for once. It was weird, and then it was immediately gone. Yes. <laughs> It's terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. He blushed. Crazy. Wild. <laughs> Alright, so to um to the armor. To the smith. Black iron blades. Black iron blades. Man, I hope they can carve a sword out of rocks. <laughs> It'll be awkward if they can't. So 
you guys head across the square past the uh, the scene of battle and the sacrifice uh, to the north, and you find yourselves in front of a squat, well-built stone building uh, with two chimneys, each of them belching uh, smoke. Uh, the whole area around it is absolutely 100% free of ice and frost. And it becomes very apparent when you enter because this place is hot. Not not like, oh, it's it's 35 degrees. This place is like 90 degrees. Oh, gotta take off the jacket in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. it is the hottest place you have been in... It's probably a ever. yeah in, in a <laughs> decade <laughs> for for Steg ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't know things could get this hot. <laughs> I know about hot springs, and this is whoa. Oh, it's like yeah. standing in a hot spring. Yeah, it's like existing in a hot spring, breathing. Yes. And it becomes very it becomes very apparent why it's this hot. Uh, there are multiple forges going. And this place is run by three dwarves. Ah. Ah, there it is. And these dwarves are very much... They seem to be built different. Uh, Up to the elbow, their, their hands are blackened by by forge dust I guess by coal and things like that which they handle with their own hands and they seem to when when they put uh, they're heating up a weapon instead of holding it with tongs like a normal like a normal uh, blacksmith would they reach in and flip it with their hands and come out unburned they have their soot-covered faces are barely hide uh, the glowing rune on their forehead that each of them has. And on the wall in is a very, very well-crafted insignia of a of an anvil and a hammer. With laurels around the outside. Uh, these guys are busy at work. One of them comes over, wipes his forehead, uh, and, and the grease, sm- the the dust smears across his forehead, and immediately sizzles off of the uh, the mark on his forehead. And says, "No, what can I do for you?" The antithestag. Yeah. We're uh, we're in. <laughs> Need of some uh, equipment. Short upgrades. and on fire. <laughs> yeah. Levistus's <laughs> bark is cold, right? Yes. Yora has basically like unbunned her shirt as much as is decent and has her arms on it to cool <laughs> herself down. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is definitely sweating. So, the dwarves uh, yeah. are sweating too. Yeah. <laughs> the dwarves don't care because they're the dwarves don't care because they're dwarves. Yeah, as a but this dwarf, dwarf comes thing. up to this dwarf comes up to greet us and Fuster will say, "We're in 
need of some uh, equipment upgrades post-haste, and possibly a rather strange order for a sword, if uh, you three are up for it. Hmm. You know, I always love a challenge. It's with a material that I'm not sure you're familiar with, are you sure? The fucking audacity of this one! Can you believe it? <laughs> Overnight as well. Korax just the the dwarf that he was yelling at just goes and keeps <laughs> working. Foster is essentially gassing these boys up. Yeah. Uh, he throws a big, a mighty suit-covered paw out. The only way I can describe dwarf hands is paws, because they are broad with stubby, big fingers like. They're shorter than you, but these, yeah. like, dwarves are shorter than you, but I almost like to say that they're bigger than people. Yeah. Like, than yeah. humans. Absolutely. Are bigger, bigger than people, I'd say. Yeah, they're bigger. They may not be taller, but they're definitely <laughs> wider. And they're massive. In general, they are broad. Yeah. So as They have that iron. So he holds his hand out and Wester says, will, as Storm he- Battlehammer at your service. As he does that, Fwester will grab the large chunk of rock and instead of shaking hands, he'll put it in this dwarf's hand and shake with that. Immediately drops it. That was very cold, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it would be... I thought it'd be dramatic. This it is a was dramatic. dramatic. And you know... I'm Fwester, by the way. As a, as a dwarf, I definitely appreciate dramatics, but... <laughs> As a priest of the Undermount, I I don't appreciate the cold stuff. What is that? What's what did you bring me? It's uh and he'll put it down on the counter and unwrap the cloth around it, the tapestry. It's a material that we found out in the tundra. It's a similar material to what my knife is made out of. And I'm in need of something with a little more oomph to it. Very well. Uh, he taps the insignia on the wall and goes, Maraud and be blessed. We'll, we'll take care of this. Uh, and he, like, puts a cloth over it and, like, wraps it up in a little bag. And and it immediately frosts the bag over. He's like, oh, aggressive little stuff, isn't it? It's it's quite spicy, as well as these. And I suppose these can Boy. be donations, so you can have some methods of experimentation before oh. you make. And at this point, I assume Fwester's probably removed his gloves as well. So if he goes for the cleaver and the spearhead, do mm. they still stick to his hands, or...? Yeah, they are, yeah. They are very cold, yes. He'll quickly, like, yeah. take them out. Ow! Like, Ow! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> That's just... Ouch. Wait, so how do you... I have a question for you on a yes. professional standpoint. Of course. How do you wield your dagger, this dagger that you that you use, uh, but you can't touch... Like uh, It sticks to your hand, does it not? I usually wear a glove. Uh, it's very oh. hot in here, though. I'm, you know, from Waterdeep. It's a relatively warm. Not this... It's like maybe 70. Okay, well... This is uh, an interesting thing you've brought me. I, I haven't had any uh, good samples of Shardolin before, 
So it'll be nice to uh, break these up and experiment with them a little bit. Indeed. And uh, uh, I suppose I should ask, uh, what would be the price on this before I... Mm. And of course, any remaining of the large chunk is yours for the keeping. If you let us keep all of the extra stuff and the and as a with the gift of the uh the shardling cleaver and spearhead you said you're looking for a dagger a uh, short sword hmm I might be able to do something with that can can I see the knife sure and he'll pull it out with the sheath still on having learned his lesson that despite oh, okay. it being hot mm-hmm. grabbing it's still a bad idea Put on this the is <laughs> this is of um of much finer make than the uh, than the cleaver and the spear. This has smooth edges. I don't understand how you could make something. Now, what I'm trying to do is I'm I'm probably going to make a, a short sword that's much like uh, obsidian. It looks like something you could chip at. You know, chip and make a sharp edge. This looks like it was forged. It seems like they have all sorts of methods. If it helps to clarify those two, the spearhead and the cleaver were made by some sort of berserkers of some variety. Mm. Uh, This dagger in particular was salvaged or rather scavenged from the cult. Very well. Though it seems like it's not particularly, at least in my experience, it's not exceptionally malicious it's more so this is much better made just really fucking cold oh I I can tell but the difference here is uh, you see you see how it doesn't frost the uh, the the sheath it just kind of stays in the sheath but handling the other ones it, it frosts over anything that you try to cover it with I have a feeling that the method to make this was much more intentional while the weapons the other weapons and and such uh, were much more rudimentary maybe picked from the the actual Shardolin uh, outcropping and just chipped into weapons as, as opposed to however you might forge something like this now uh, I'm a cleric of the forge so I'll be able to use magic on this a little bit. Try to try to at least offset the uh, the freeziness, but I can't promise this quality since I haven't seen a weapon quite like this before. I'm wondering if we could maybe stick it in the forge and see what happens. I wonder. What magical that is the most dwarven thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, for real. So what I'm gonna do is I'm probably going to stick the cleaver or the spearhead in the forge, which is powered by dragon's fire, and we'll see. We'll see what it does. You know, uh, magical ice versus magical fire. We'll we'll see how it interacts. See how who wins out. Yes, we can't. I have a feeling that a regular forge fire wouldn't be able to uh, to do anything with it, especially if you're trying in a cave like those uh, Shardolin Berserkers were doing. So I can't imagine they had enough heat, but we'll try. This gets 
fairly hot. So you don't say. You yeah. Uh, hey, it's balmy out here now. compared to inside the forge. It's a thousand degrees in there. Huh. Yora's using her shirt to whisk the cold air from her a handprint of Levistus up into her face. <laughs> when Fuster has undone the tie and is just sitting there like, yeah, you don't say it's fucking hot in here. Seg's just sitting there sweating profusely. <laughs> he doesn't have any more clothes to undo. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He's wearing a t-shirt and shorts, basically. He's just mad. He just sit there with just, a mad uh... face. It's it's the one time he has he has truthfully fully regretted having hair now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, shave it off. <laughs> I must expel all heat. <laughs> Says, well, all right, so with experimentation and with all of that, uh, it's going to probably be a hundred gold. That's amenable to you. I will Mm. turn to the other two and say, is this something you both would be willing to spend the gold on? Stegg just nods his head. I also really need yeah. to buy armor. I will have 90. So can we... We should be able to afford. Huh. Look at you. You're in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, you, made it. But you made it. You made it. I will say... Good job. How about... It, can we... If we wrap two deals into one, two transactions, could we lower oh. the price on both? Can I roll a, or a rather, I suppose I would be assisting Yara yeah. in persuasion in this. Sure. Yeah. So good. Woo! Persuasion right. advantage. Yes. Okay. And I have a plus four to persuasion, y'all. Um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> what? Why does Yora have plus four to persuasion? <laughs> She's the witch of Goodmead. Her whole gimmick is is uh, persuading people and scaring people and be using all that to hide. <laughs> she also has a plus four in intimidation. Oh, okay. <laughs> Beautiful. That is an 18. Mm. I think something could be arranged. What is it exactly you're looking for? I kind of... Uh, I have an aesthetic that I really want to maintain. Very well. Um, but I'm looking for armor that kind of fits a witchy vibe. Her aesthetic is Very definitely well. not do you have a pincushion that... anymore. Oh, no, yes. Could you... Um, oh, here. Okay, okay. Um, and Yora will, like, turn around and kind of like, <laughs> okay, girl, you got this. Scene. Scene. She's gonna use thaumaturgy to uh, change her eyes to be like black with like little sparkles in them, like a night sky. And then she's gonna turn around very dramatically and say, I am Yora Anna Raburn, the witch of good mead. And then she's gonna use thaumaturgy again to like change all the fire color in the forge to be like black. Walker of the night and lady of stars. And then she's going to use the liturgy a third time 
to like cause this echoing sound, like this hollow sound of the forge. And I see you. And then it's all going to go away like really quickly and say, yeah, like kind of like that vibe, you know, like spooky witch power. Storm not- is just looking at you with his eyes wide. He's like, <laughs> so that was a lot. I, I, I like dramatics. I'm sorry. We as a group tend to be a lot. I was gonna ask, what are, what kind of armor are you like good with? I can handle basically anything. I was honestly thinking, plate or half plate. Plate armor. Now that's gonna be expensive. How expensive? More expensive than his knife. So full set of plate. You want us to make it? Well, I want to see. You know, that's why I give you my little, my little show. What do you have? Anything that fits my vibe already? Uh, no. no. <laughs> we're we're an outfitter. <laughs> we're an outfitter and custom shop. So you're mm-hmm. you're custom. You're getting custom fitted for all this stuff. Otherwise, we can outfit you with some like some like shoe spikes or shoe spikes or you know for slippery ice or we have a we have kite shields and like regular armor that doesn't have any vibes about it <laughs> mm. all right how much would a custom set of uh, plate armor be plate armor would be about 200 gold and that's because I'm cutting you a deal well after the sword, there's 91 left in the group coffer, so it'd be 9 out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much would a half plate oh, left no, shield No, not 200 be? total. 200 just for the plate. Right, that's what I... And then an yeah. extra 100 for yeah. the... Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. Total of 300 for the sword and the armor. Yes. Which isn't untenable. What about? Keep that in mind. What about half plate and a shield? Well, a shield's going to run you back. A regular shield is going to run you back about 20 gold. Half plate would be probably 150. Custom half plate would be about 150. So it'd be the same price. Well, yeah, 30 less. 30 less. What about that that kite shield? That's when the kite shield's getting 20 gold. Okay. Ooh. (laughs) And how much... You just want the kite shield, 20 gold. And how much for... And Yora will take out her old mace, not Fallen Star. For this and this... Uh, scale mail. Hmm. We'd say I could hack off an extra 20 gold. That's just regular scale mail and a rudimentary mace. I don't know what you want from me. It's nothing custom Hmm. about it. It's not magical. That is true. That is true. Fair enough. 
It's ah, pretty you gotta worn, back me up, Wester. Come on. You can use it as material. I can only do so much. We are. We're going to take it apart and melt everything down. Yeah. Mm. So I'm paying the slag price. You're sitting here asking me to bargain with dwarven blacksmiths more. Do you want me to take a star out of the sky for you? Oh, that would be quite romantic. Don't you already have one? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Things are so expensive here. Well, this is a right. large upgrade that we're asking for. For my that's a custom armor. shop. Yeah, yeah. It's custom armor. I, I know. And I imagine that these fine folks don't just give you any run of the mill. That's literally against our religion. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. we wanted, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure if we just wanted run-of-the-mill plate armor, we'd just run over to the to the shop. Yeah. Go over there for that slag, or you could come over here and get yourself a nice piece. That's right. It'll protect you. It will. All right. Okay, 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 okay. Are, y'all, are you two okay with me buying half plate and a shield? Yes. That's all right with me. Yeah. How much right. for the ice bikes? <laughs> uh, you already have ice bikes. <laughs> no, we don't. We keep hey, slipping. That's no, in your. We don't. You just don't put them on. They're, they're in our. <laughs> it's bags. in your winter gear. Yeah, it's in your winter gear. Uh, this is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, we yeah. Have, we we have mentioned it a couple Titans, of times. Snowshoes and uh, and spikes. Every time that we've mentioned knew, it, we're I like, knew we had snowshoes. I didn't know about multiple, multiple times. Every time I that we brought it up, we're you. like, we don't have time to put these on. Luckily, and we, we have. Rec- I have receipts, and I can go back and listen to the podcast and, and prove you. Wrong. <laughs> 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 I believe you, but times. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you already have them. They were included in your starting gear. They were. But are they custom? Yeah, are they no, and like, these wouldn't be cool. either. No, what vibes would they have? They're they're in a custom shop. If you can't make a custom set of fucking ice spikes, they're over enthusiastic cleats, basically. Yeah, that's what they that's are. What I, what I want. Yeah, that's what they are. They're they're steel cleats. What about adamantine, right. please? But regardless, I've got... <laughs> don't, you don't go just have adamantine. <laughs> but, yeah, Foyster will hand over the, the 191. And then I suppose that Yara and Steg can cover. The remainder? Which I believe total How much was... is... The 109? Well, I had 75. Plus the 100 and... What was it? 106? Yeah. So how much is left over? 181. Uh, 181. Yeah, so 181 out of 300. 119. 119 remaining gold between the two of you. Ooh. I can cover 70 of that. Oh no, minus 30, right? Because of the, all the gooby goos I'm I'm giving up. 20. Minus 20. Minus 20. Okay. So you're basically getting the kite shield for free. Yes. Nice. So 99. 99 gold. Stag, could I borrow 29 gold? 
I don't see why not. I can throw in my old rapier since the short sword will be replacing it. Might as well use it for scrap metal, right? Might as well. Yeah, better than sitting on my hip the entire time. Yes, do that. Hand it over here. Oh, can melt this down. <laughs> Shuna, more stuff for you to melt. Oi. Shuna's mute. Yeah, means he can focus on uh, forging, right? Yep. Korok says, and he just doesn't like to talk to people. <laughs> Me, I'm a friendly type. I like to be upfront. I like I to talk to people. Can confirm that. I can tell. Stop by tomorrow around midday, and we'll uh, we'll see what we've got. I'll get to work on it right away. Sounds very good to me. Yora takes <laughs> off her scale mail and her blouse underneath, just drenched in just sweat. Stuck. Soaked <laughs> through, hundred percent. So I guess taking off the cost of the rapier as well. Mm-hmm. It's probably what, like another five gold off. So you guys pay your gold and head out uh, to the North Look, which is just inside the North Gate. Yora will, as they're walking away, Yora's gonna uh, walk up to the stag and say, thanks for covering the, the last bit of uh, my new armor. Can I give you a kiss on the cheek? Boyster's going to conveniently... If I said no. Actually, can I roll a stealth you can say no. to have Boyster quietly leave the area? Yes. Right. <laughs> roll stealth. Uh, that is going to be a 39. Or 29. Fwester just melts into the background like... <laughs> no one even knows. He goes... He's going to become the snow. <laughs> it's like, I'm going <laughs> to time to go. Uh, t- time to do what the boatman wants and ghost. <laughs> <laughs> going ghost. <laughs> Bravo three going dark. As they uh, will give us a, a little smile and just sort of lean in. Yora's gonna kiss him on the cheek. And the shippers go wild. Now hopefully I won't have to wake up to you looking over my punctured body anymore. Be ideal. Tink tink. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a nice big breastplate over the top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you guys reach the North Look, and it is fucking bustling. It is just as busy, if not busier, than the last time you were here. Scram Sacks immediately recognizes you and and looks at Stag and goes, We're not going to cause trouble. Uh, Yeah, Stag just responds in kind, like... Okay. So what happened? Three fingers up. <laughs> he 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 does the I'm watching you, and then holds three like three three drinks. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, three. It's not an angry I'm watching you. It's very much like, just please let tonight be a quiet night. Please don't hit anybody. <laughs> and you guys sit down at a table, and uh, the barmaid brings over your three drinks, and you sup in the company of adventurers and travelers. And that's where we'll end our session. Woo! Finally getting upgrades! Uh, at the end of the episode? No, well, I mean... Wow. What could happen tomorrow? And that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. We're gonna, we're With gonna mystery for, abounding on the morrow. <laughs> we're gonna look for spies and get new equipment. And then leave town. Well, and I think, I think Yora has some business she wants to attend to. Ooh, oh, that is yeah. true. Also, the temple, which will which will probably mm-hmm. have to happen on At the night. night. Yeah. Yes, tomorrow night. Um, guys, plug your puggles. Oh boy! If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Authorized Entry. It's pretty neat. I got a lot of dogs and a bird. Everyone forgets about the bird, but that's okay. She doesn't like people. As most birds don't. Yeah. You can follow me at Brutal Critical Official on Instagram, where we post the monster pics and maps and things like that. We we like to provide for you guys. Uh, you can also follow uh, me on Twitter uh, at uh, Brutal underscore Critical, where we I just tweet about like the state of gaming and fun character ideas and about the podcast so that's fun and you can also if you feel so inclined get with us on patreon.com slash tpkg uh lots of bonus content on there um by the time this airs we'll have already made this announcement but announcement uh there is a new brutal critical show coming up that's me Hosted by our own Sam Capic. That's also me. We will, yes, we will be delving. <laughs> you are both things. Ooh, look at you go! Wow. He is. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is taking a step up from stalwart adventurer into the realm of illustrious DM. And mysterious keeper. If you want to keep ooh, the theme mysterious of the, keeper. the system we're playing. Yes, he is. Uh, we are not going to be playing D anD. D. We are going to be playing Call of Cthulhu. And I personally am very excited for it. And as a a little teaser, Mm -hmm. the story, our investigation, will be called The Deep Web. That's all. Yes. That's all I'm going to say on it for now. Yes. No. uh, If you want to find out more, you have to join the Patreon. That's true. Uh Uh-oh. The investigators know a little more about what's going on, but not that much. Um, uh, for those know? of you already on the Patreon, you're getting an announcement soon. By the time this airs, it will have already happened. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for being so cool. That you're already on the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, that is. That's all I got. You can find me on games underscore TPK on Twitter and also at Gordon is the name on Twitter. Has, no update on oh, the fella from Scotland. I was about to ask I, if the story has I know, developed. I, I, no. I felt the question coming. No, nothing. 
a little disappointing, but... Boo. Dude from Scotland, respond to me. Notice me, senpai. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> also, an unauthorized entry where I'd steal Sam's photos and bastardize them with really, really bad color filters. Oh, boy. His, his bird has oh, never looked more angsty. Me? Uh, the bird looks so angry. <laughs> you can find me at Sav on Instagram. That is at M-E-R-R-I-L-Y-S-A-V on Instagram. And for my additional plug of the week, I'm going to say I know everybody has that one thing that they're either not buying or not wearing because they don't think that they can pull it off. My challenge to you this week is to go fucking pull it off. It's all about confidence and feeling good about yourself. And I believe in you. So whatever it is, I know something just popped into everybody's mind. Go, go wear that and exist in beauty and confidence. All right. I'm doing it. I'm going to go out and buy a toupee. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking liar. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god. Why would I do that to my adorable bald head? <laughs> yeah, just get a shake and go. Uh, that is our episode, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, I'm sorry that we have to leave you, but know that we love you. And uh, please take care of yourselves. And as always, keep on rolling. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.